You are listening to the Simply 127 podcast, an entire podcast devoted to all things James 127. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Fintress, and I'm so excited that you've decided to join us today. Hey guys, this is Sarah Beth with the Simply 127 podcast. I hope that you had a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. A happy new decade, <laughs> and I hope you're ready to get back into the swing of things now that January is here and in full force. Before I introduce this next episode, I just want to take a few minutes and explain some things that you can be expecting from Simply 127 in the coming months. Um, also, there's a couple things I'm going to ask uh, you to help us out with. So, first, we are going to continue having um, guest interviews. We love your input. If you know someone who would be a good guest on the show, who has an exciting story of ways that they're tangibly living out James 127, um, they have an interesting justice journey. We would love to just have some new conversations and some adding some new people to the mix. So we'd love for you to help us with that. We are going to try a few different kinds of episodes. We want to have some educational topics um, relating to orphan care, uh, global orphan care, best practices, and even some difficult conversations maybe that other people might shy away from having. We want this to be a place where you can hear maybe both sides of a controversial topic and then you use this as a guide gain some wisdom, maybe just gain some curiosity where you want to go and and search more and read more for yourself. So we're hoping this will be a place for you to be able to do that within the realm of orphan care um, across different topics about foster care, adoption, global orphan care, orphan prevention. Um, We want to be a place that kind of lays everything out and lets you pick up the pieces, decide, do more research, and and kind of go from there. So we're excited about that. We would love for you to help us um, give us some ideas. If you have questions that you want to wrestle with or hear other people wrestle with, um, you can email us. The email address is simply127podcast at gmail.com. That's simply127podcast at gmail.com. So we're very excited about kind of adding in, in the midst of these interviews, adding in some educational topics and more, um, maybe a little bit harder conversations. So um, hope that you guys will, will enjoy that. Also, I would love for you to leave us a review or you can rate the podcast on um, iTunes or Google Play or however you listen to podcasts, however it lets you rate and review. Uh, We really would appreciate you taking a few minutes just to Let us know if you're enjoying um, the podcast and giving us some feedback on how we can serve you better. So um, I think that was all that I had. And I did want to just give a little bit of an explanation of this episode that you're getting ready to listen to is a little bit different as well. Um, Rose Bagusu from... uh, Kenya, she's one of the 127 Worldwide Partners, was able to come to the U.S. in December, and she spoke at our uh, fundraising event, the Justice Gala, and I actually just asked her to um, give her speech again, to uh, so she kind of reads it as if 
she was giving the speech that night. Um, but I think it's just a great way for you to get to hear her story. She's actually going to be a future guest and just a, more of a conversational interview between the two of us in the coming weeks. But I think this is just a great opportunity for you to see how God has grown her faith, how God is using her to change the trajectory literally for hundreds of kids who are growing up in rural Western Kenya, and just to challenge us as um, people who are interested in helping and people who are wanting to engage in a healthy way. Uh, I think she just did a great job of challenging us, of telling her story. And so I just asked her to share a little bit bit more about that on the podcast. So without further ado, this is Rose Bagusu sharing the speech that she gave at the Justice Gala last month. So hope you guys enjoy it and look forward to being with you again in the coming weeks. My name is Rose Bugusu. I am honored to share with you this evening at the Justice Gala. This theme for tonight is Rejoice. Emmanuel, God with us, has come to earth. That alone is a great reason to celebrate. We can rejoice for he is working all things out for good and for his glory. He is working even when we don't see or understand what he is doing. He is working even when things seem hopeless. A day is coming when we won't need a justice gala. He will restore all things and make all things new. What a day of rejoicing that will be. Come, Lord Jesus. Until then, however, we have orphans, widows, disease, poverty, and just injustice. Organizations like 127 worldwide need to exist until Jesus returns. I'm going to share with you a little about my life journey tonight and how God has directed my path, how he has exceeded my every expectation. But I have not done this work on my own. God has used the team of 127 Worldwide to play a crucial role in helping me to minister to the vulnerable people in my community. The people of 127 Worldwide, staff, and volunteers have become like family to me on this journey. I want to paint that picture for you tonight as well. I grew up the youngest daughter of a peasant farmer in western Kenya. While I knew the love of two parents at home, we sometimes did not have our basic needs met. I often remember going to bed hungry. I was a teenager before I owned a pair of shoes. Being the youngest of six children, when it was time for me to go to high school, my family did not have the resources for my education. A family member took a chance on me and supported me through school. Public education isn't free in Kenya. The cost of school fees, uniforms, shoes, and textbooks presents a great barrier to a child's opportunity to break the cycle of poverty. Investing in my education was a risk for my family member, not knowing how my story would turn out. I am incredibly blessed they took a risk, which I know planted the early seeds that would become my vision for Tumaini. My family made sacrifices to invest in my future. They gave off their time, talents, and resources. 
so that I could go to school. I remember feeling the weight of that gift as I saw my peers working in the fields at such an early age. It is difficult to dream when you can only focus on surviving one day at a time. But God planted a dream in my heart that would become my life's journey. I wanted to help children from rural communities in Kenya to obtain an education. Hope is often most difficult to find in poor rural communities. The Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick, and daily survival can sometimes cloud our hope. I eventually finished school and found a good job in the city, but I never stopped thinking about the dream that God placed in my heart. In 2005, I began taking small steps toward making God's dream for my life a reality. Today, I am the director of Tumaini Miles of Smile School and Children's Home. Tumaini is the Swahili word for hope. Truly, God has made Tumaini a beacon of hope in my community, but I didn't know how that was going to happen in 2005. I soon began speaking with community leaders and asking them to pray with me about starting school. They asked me who my donors were, and I responded, I am the donor. They thought that was funny since I was a secretary at the time. At that point, I only had God and a vision, but that was enough. I just started taking small steps in obedience and trusting that God would provide what was needed for each step as he saw fit. Once children began coming to school, it came to my attention that some were being abused and sleeping in the nearby sugarcane fields to avoid going home at night. It was at that time God expanded the vision in my heart and in my mind. God was also working behind the scenes to bring partners like 127 Worldwide to accomplish this vision. There wasn't time for pre-planning to start the children's home because sometimes God is at work before we make plans. The children needed a place to study, eat, and sleep, so we figured it out as we went. I am not necessarily advocating for this kind of ministry model. However, I do feel like many of my American friends want to know A to Z before they take a step from A to B. God promises us enough light for the next step. And sometimes we have to take that first step before he shows us the second step. He doesn't necessarily reveal his plans to us with the level of detail that we would like. But he has proven time and time again that we can trust him. We have a song in Kenya that says that what God can do, no man can do. I once built a water tower when we had no water. Yes, you heard me right. As we were first beginning the school at Tumaini, we didn't have access to clean water. We had a shallow well, but it was not sufficient for the amount of water we needed to run a school, a children's home, and a guest house. The well always dried up during dry seasons, but even when it was raining, it was only meant to provide water for a few families. During the first few years of being on the property, the children were spending hours of their day fetching water from a nearby creek. The creek was contaminated. We had to boil water for drinking and cooking. This was not a long-term sustainable solution. It was tough. So I prayed. 
I reminded God of what he has asked me to do. I reminded him that I had all these children to care for, and these children needed water for cooking, cleaning, and laundry. I reminded him that he was God and that we needed water. God is never too far to hear us. So I stepped out in faith to build a water tower. I believed he would provide water for us. So I began to prepare to receive his provision. Even the people who I had hired to help me were very curious. They were wondering why I was building a tower before we had a well. I think of it similar to Noah building an ark before the rain started. People must have thought he was crazy. People must have thought I was crazy. I continued to pray and ask God for water. We built and completed the water tower. In fact, the tower stood without a water source for over a year. God was increasing my trust in him. I walked beside that tower every day, not knowing how he was going to provide, but having faith that he would. People would stop in and ask me what the tower was all about. I just replied, God is, God is going to give us water. You must know how this story ends. God provided a well for us, of course. All of my prayers of reminding God were for me, not him. We serve a God who sees us and doesn't forget us. He grew my trust in him through the water tower. We have had many opportunities to share with the community how God has been faithful to us and will continue to be faithful. His faithfulness was fulfilled through a 127 worldwide volunteer funding the well. What a witness to the community to see God work on our behalf. There have been so many nights since 2006 when I wasn't sure how God was going to come through, but I knew that he would. We faced another challenge once our students were old enough to go to high school. To my educates children from preschool through eighth grade. When possible, we wanted the parents and guardians of children to contribute to their child's high school education. We don't want to give handouts, but we want the guardian to take ownership Tumain wants to help in a way that represents and preserves their indignity and empowers them, then invest in another family. One night, I couldn't sleep and again started praying. As he always does, God gave me this idea for the cow project. Tumain would supply a family in the community with a cow and train them to care for the cow. Tumaini would also provide mentoring and accountability visits to ensure the cow was doing well. The family would learn to generate income from the cow with some of the proceeds going back to Tumaini to support the child's school fees and some to support the needs of the family. Upon the student finishing eighth grade, the family is ready to sell a calf to fund their high school fees. We currently have 35 cows in the community cow project. Sometimes investing in the community takes time, requires sacrifice, and can often be frustrating. We are all called to this kind of sacrificial service as we love and care for one another. God rarely calls us to what is safe or comfortable in the world's eyes. I often think back to my family member who sacrificially took a risk on me with a gracious heart as we are able. We are empowering these families to care and provide for their children without taking away their dignity.
once again, this project would not be possible without the pa partnership God gave us with 127 Worldwide. About half of the cows in the project have been donated to us through the 127 network. We are so grateful and blessed to collaborate with the 127 Worldwide team. The Water Tower Story and the Cow Leasing Program are two amazing examples of how God is using the partnership between Tumaini and 127 Worldwide. I love 127's philosophy of ministry to empower local leaders to care for vulnerable people in their own communities. Often, mission organizations come with plans and ideas without consideration of the people, the culture, and the actual needs. 127 is different in that they come alongside existing ministries to support, grow, and dream together how God can use them for the kingdom. 127 Worldwide has connected me to volunteers, agriculture experts, medical experts, education trainers, churches, and resources to equip me to do what God has called me to do. But the relationships are not a one-way street. We benefit from being in relationship with each other while sharing burdens and victories as we call labor. We learn from each other about faith and culture. We challenge each other to be more like Christ, trust him more and see difficulties and strategy through the lens of a caring and compassionate savior. Today, I can tell you that Tumaini is thriving. We have God to thank for that. Currently, we have 45 children that live in the children's home. 250 students attend the primary school. Since 2006, more than 600 students have enrolled in our school. Our students who started with us in 2006 are now in their third year of university. They come back to the school to volunteer and mentor the younger students. We are teaching them to invest in the next generation as well. Tumaini is not just focused on educating and feeding the children. The gospel is at the center of everything we do. We exist to point communities to Christ and share his great love for them through word and testimony. The gospel witness is a beacon of hope in the community and the community is taking notice of what God is doing in and through Tumaini. Let me say in closing how much your prayers and support have dramatically changed communities worldwide. I have focused on meeting temporary needs during this talk. Clean water is important. Providing for your family with dignity is important. But let's not lose sight of what is most important. We meet temporary needs in order to share eternal truth. Poverty is not just material, it is also spiritual and relational, and so the gospel is at the very heart of everything done at Tumaini. Ultimately, children having an education and food in their bellies is not the only goal. My primary concern is for people to be in the right relationship with their creator. I desire for spiritual orphans to know the father to the fatherless. I desire for spiritual widows to be the bride of Christ. I desire for the spiritually poor to feast on the riches of the one true king as co-heirs with Christ. Caring for bodies and caring for souls go hand in hand. We must be doers of the word, not just hearers. When Jesus came into this world, as we will celebrate in a few weeks, 
he purposely ministered and extended the gospel to the needy. We have a God who knows firsthand the plight of the vulnerable. We have a God who is intimately acquainted with the poverty, rejection, and pain. Jesus had compassion for the lost and entered into their brokenness. He would later die in order to ultimately heal the human heart, both physically and spiritually. 127 Worldwide understands the power of the gospel to restore what is broken, to free what is bound, and to bring to life what is dead. The gospel is the answer to both material poverty as well as spiritual poverty. 127 knows that reaching the least cared for with the gospel is a worthy goal and investment because it is the very heart of God. I said earlier this evening, one day this mission will be complete. But today, we all have an opportunity to open our hearts and ask how God is calling us to pray and partner with 127 Worldwide. God is doing this work already. It is his mission, but he invites his people to be the means by which the good news of the gospel is proclaimed in word and deed. Will you choose to join what God is already doing? You have a chance tonight. Thank you so much. And God bless you as you choose. Check out our show notes at 127worldwide.org forward slash simply 127 podcast. And tune in next time to learn how others tangibly live out James 127 every day. Mm-hmm.